It's a little extra Lambo coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. Tonight is the State of the Union address. Well, you're actually listening to this on Friday morning, but I am recording right now during the State of the Union address. I've got it up on the Shipwreck Show. She's streaming live. Follow her on Rumble and YouTube. And because YouTube is a cranky in-law sometimes, they kick her off of there and she just stays with with Rumble. So find her on Rumble, Twitch, um, YouTube. Her link tree is on my link tree if you want to follow along. Great content. Uh, I've been on that show twice now. You can find me on there um, through her link as well as mine. I have the, the specific episodes on my link tree as well. But I am watching the State of the Union address while I'm working on podcast stuff. I just had uh, recorded a show with a mutual friend that he knows a lot about the community aspect he knows a lot about putting things together and the thought process that goes along with establishing a group of like-minded individuals together for a common goal Um, we just refer to it as the community aspect of things so we we had a great he's like he's like how long how long was it I think he was thinking like a half hour, 45 minutes. I said, dude, it was an hour 45. It was an hour 43 something. And he's like, really? I said, oh yeah. I said, once that conversation starts, it just, it just keeps going. I mean, you, you, when, if you're passionate about what you're talking about, you're knowledgeable about what you're talking about, that conversation just rolls. And we were just sitting here. We had whiskey in the hand. Uh, he had a whiskey in his hand. We had some tacos and it time just flew by because it was a great show about inform you know and a lot of information coming out so if you are in the process of of trying to figure out what the next step is to putting a group together finding like-minded individuals which i 100 percent agree with that you need to find other people who might not have the same tunnel vision that you do because you need to have other eyes looking at other things but if you find somebody who has the same goal the same end goal as you find those individuals Um, we talk about communication um, of how to start that that process we try to start um, the introducing new people into the group. We talk about all of that stuff. It's a great podcast, lots of information. And, and then we, we kind of go into the purpose of the group. So, um, a lot of stuff, self-governance, um, the people, the roles, the, the people within the group and the roles that they play. And then how do you get a, a community or a group or whatever to thrive? And in the end, that's what you want. You don't want to have a group that flounders around. You don't want to have a group that isn't successful because then you're losing members, you're losing that positivity when when it comes to keeping your mind right. You want to have a thriving group. And, and, and if you put these things into the thought bank before it happens and you go through the possibilities and you know we kind of cover some of that 
But if you put yourself in the, in the, the knowledge aspect and the thought aspect of it, then you're more confident when you actually have to go and, and do it. There's a reason football teams practice, right? They have a game plan. They know what the other team is going to do, but it could be eight different things that, that the other team is going to do. So you're practicing for each individual thing. So in this situation, you might not know when shit hits the fan of what actually it is that's going to happen, but at least you've put some thought into all eight situations, let's just say. You have a plan. You have a different plan for each one. And some of them might be the same plan. But it's at least you would put thought into it. So I wholeheartedly agree. Go find other like-minded individuals who believe in the same end goal as you. That is the absolute most important thing. So um, also find yourself some literature. Books you can carry with you. If an EMP ever hit, you no longer have your phone. You no longer have Google. You no longer have Alexa. You no longer have those, those accessibility tools for you. Have books, have solid books, have solid literature, magazines, printouts, create your own, your own binders, which might be uh, available as well to you because if you can pull the information off your phone, email it to Staples, they'll print it off, okay? And start your own binder. And it's just all these little things that you can do to help yourself just be prepared. Lord willing, we never have to use it. Don't drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out, but it you might not ever have to use it, and that's fine. But if you did, at least you're prepared, and that's the important part. So, um it is my friend, Tony. Um, definitely, uh, he does not have uh, social media, and we kind of talk about why uh, going forward with that and kind of some other things, other projects that he's working on. So um, it is a good pro- podcast. Uh, we, are, we have been uh, really good friends the last few years, so we um, kind of know a little bit about each other. It was a good podcast. You're going to enjoy it. So without further ado... I give to you the mutual friend, Tony. We are sitting here in the South Hill Podcast Studios, and we've got the friend... The mutual friend, I think, was that what it what what it, what it was? We had Ron yeah. was on. Yep, that's the, what the, I was referred to. We have the the mutual friend. It is my friend Tony. I'm not going to use your last name, but we'll just call you Tony. And uh, we have you on today because you are very, very up to date, very researched, knowledgeable about communities. And I think with the aspect of what's going on today the community and setting up and having your groups of people, not only that you can trust, but that you can grow with, know that they have your back, that are all loyal to the same philosophy. That's why I have you on today. So thank you for coming on to the show with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So communities, this is this, how how do you think that the community should start? Like, should we 
create a community after shit hits the fan? Or should we be having something set up now to where we're all prepared for when shit hits the fan? Yeah. Um, well, initially, uh, oh, sorry. We have to hear you. Yeah. 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 So initially when I started this, uh, it was me and one of your previous guests, Ron, um, who've been friends and we've been talking about this for quite some time. And we kind of had the, uh, mindset initially quite a few years ago of just him and I are going to make this a solo deal and we're going to, you know, us against the world. Um, Batman and Robin. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I think I was Robin in that scenario. Um, however, the more research and looking into it, um, it was it started becoming clear that the initial survival would be fairly easy the first couple months, just us. But to basically thrive, you'd need to have some support you need to have groups that you could potentially train uh trade with um that could help in different scenarios where i was lacking in certain skills to find people that made up for that and it took a little bit of a process it was sitting down and being completely honest with myself of okay well i'm really good at this part i'm really good at this part but Honestly, I kind of totally suck at this part. What can I do to help? And then that's what started uh, kind of my personal inquiring to different people about different states of where they're at, um, where they see the world going um, in that aspect. So it would come down to, you know, oh, hey, you know, politically, what do you think of that? You know, and you just kind of pick some people's brains here and there. And, you know, most of the time you get people talking, especially about themselves. That's when they really open up because a lot of people, we all have egos. I know mm -hmm. if someone's, you know, sitting across from somebody who might yeah. have a little bit of an ego, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but it's you not, know. it's not about the ego. It's about no. controlling the ego. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the old saying of, you know, how do you create, how do you make a friend? Well, you ask them about themselves. And it's getting people to open up and slowly kind of seeing where they're at, see what their values are, which I believe is a big, big thing, is to have the same similar values, um, similar mindsets as far as how things need to get done. If I'm going to stop you right there. So mm -hmm. values as in caring for others, mm -hmm. maybe your religious beliefs, your how you were raised, um, kind of things like that. Is that does that all go under the value factor? Yeah. Um, the how you were raised, maybe not as much because we everybody comes from different backgrounds. Um, you know, I know people that were adopted in great homes, people that were you know, grew up in great families and turned out, you know, they went on a different stretch. It's more of where they see themselves and if they're honest. Um, yeah, religious values definitely, definitely help because that's something uh, I believe that there needs to be in a community. I think the 
the thought of having something divine, something above yourself, helps keep the heart humble and makes it easier to discuss and not get a stone yeah. mindset of it's my way or the highway. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And it's just it's just matching personalities, matching the belief system. Mm-hmm. And then because it, 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 I'm just going to jump forward in the community aspect of if you have somebody who now thinks that they're being shunned out or they think that they might be better than you guys, now that community has a has a ripple mm-hmm. or has a has a, a a loose wheel that could create a ripple within the group. Right. And you know, are they willing to rein that back in? You know, how good of a group do you have that you can have that open conversation of, hey, we noticed you're kind of, you know, this is something that we've kind of talked about and now you're kind of going away. Is there an issue? Is there something we need to do? And, you know, once you develop a group, it's only going to be natural that, you know, it's the mindset of people. You're going to, you're going to gain some, some great allies and great friends and you know you might be closer to people than you ever thought that you possibly could but at the same time you're going to have those great friends that you thought you had or they're going to move on you know they could potentially start their own little group in their own little community which has happened with me which is fine Mm -hmm. you know we still love you know still love them i still want the best for them you know if we ever run into each other if worst case never Something ever happens, then it's a, you know. now it becomes a, a bartering group. You yeah. have somebody to barter with. Yeah, you have another ally out there. How does the initial conversation go? Like you, you, you find out. Like you had said, you know, you're just you're talking about the other person. But mm-hmm. how does how does that conversation go? Of you bring up the the community aspect, or if you're in a group, you're going to try to bring them into the group. Are you coming out just asking right away? Or are you kind of being soft with it so they don't they don't think that you're fucking crazy? <laughs> I mean, how, how do you start that conversation? Yeah, there there are some people where if you kind of hint around, you know, I have had some people point blank, you know, what are you up to? What are you thinking? However, most of the time, uh, if you just keep up with the news it will give you enough of an opening to just ask. You know, lately we've been having the the Chinese balloons all over social media, all over the news, and, you know, it's... Debatable, in air quotes, but... It, it, yeah, <laughs> but that's Different what's... Different podcast. That's what's being reported. Yep. So you can use that as a catalyst of, dude, what do you think of this? Do you think the Chinese really put a balloon out there, or do you think it's something else? Do you, you know, and you're less likely to look crazy. You look kind of informed because you're following the news. You know, hey, the president did this, or, you know, this. I see this policy is coming up. You know, what do you think of that? Oh, that's crazy, you know, or whatever. And to me, it, it's always been easier as a softer opening, just using social media and the news as a catalyst to start that conversation. And if he turns around or she turns around and says, yeah, I don't really follow any of that stuff, you mm. know that that's not your target yeah. or that's not kind yeah. of what you're wanting to have within your community. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a 
a grooming process. I don't, I don't like using that word because of the, <laughs> of the, the, the negative that follows the mm. word grooming, but it could be a grooming process. They might have a special set of skills that you are looking for or interested within your community. Maybe that's something that you can develop through a friendship or through right. a little bit of time. Yeah. And some people it's going to take time because not everybody's going to see you exactly, you know, in the same light that they're in. As far as politics, I mean, or policies or thought processes, you don't want everybody the exact same because then your your vision of the world gets narrowed. If everybody's looking through the same microscope, mm-hmm. you know, you need to have some people that are, you know, not way left or way right, but they can see that side and go, okay, well, yeah, I don't believe the same on this subject, but, you know, 80 of 80% of it, we're kind of right there. And it's like, all right, well, you can work with 80%. You know, you can't work with 20. No, <laughs> no. And my favorite question to ask people, and I've, I've got a guy that I work with, because we'll have conversations every day about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll ask my opinion or else he'll listen to the podcast and then go, all right, so I got some questions now, right? Yeah. So with him, it's... It's he doesn't, so like we're going to, I'm going to ask you about, or I'm going to talk to you about 15 minute cities. So I've been Mm -hmm. talking with him about 15 minute cities and he's like, yeah, I just, I I don't see that in America. I said, okay, but can you see it? I know you don't want to believe it. That's fine. You Mm -hmm. don't want to, there's a lot of things that I don't want to believe because I don't want to go through that shit. Yeah. But can you see it or could you see it and then go, well, no, because of, of whatever reason, if it's, that'll never happen. That's conspiracy. I don't even want to think about it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I want to know where your, where your imagination is right? in that, in that aspect. Can you see it happening? <clears throat> yeah. And well, and as far as like the 15 minutes cities, um, I'm not quite up to date on that. No, one. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about <laughs> them because you know, I, oh. a lot of my time I spend diving into, um, you know, maybe not so much as the political side of it's what would I do after a situation has happened? And for me, that's not just a political reason. That could be a earthquake. It could be, you know, a power outage takes out for a month. You know, what's my situation after we've gotten past that point? Yeah, we had seven to twelve mm-hmm. days where we had lost. Depending on where you were at with right. here in, within Spokane, you had lost power. Mm-hmm. I was ten, I think, where I was at up on the north side. So, right there, that's ten days. If you don't have enough food pantry, if you or yep. enough food in your pantry, if you don't have enough water, if you don't have enough other supplies, blankets mm-hmm. to keep you warm, other heating sources, you were freezing your ass off because we were in November. Yep. So it was cold. It's very cold, and you know, it's to me, it's. I can sleep better knowing that I have done almost everything in my power to prepare my family to not only survive a situation that requires it, but to start to possibly even thrive in that situation and being able to start, you know, the new, my best, the new reality of the world. So... I'm, I'm writing down thrive in my notes because <laughs> that is a, that when it comes to a community aspect mm. and the stability, you don't want to have a community where it starts to f- fa- 
flounder, flounder away. <laughs> I know what you're saying. And yeah, just kind of. But you want to be able to grow. You want to thrive. You want to have a successful community. Yeah, you know, it, it's you don't want to live day after day after day, just one day at a time. You know, and it's going to be that way no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. For the first little bit, it's let's just make it to tomorrow. Let's make it to tomorrow. Well, at what point do you can say, hey, let's do this, you know, get it done this week. Now you're looking in a week, you know, hey, next month it's going to be cold. You know, we need to make sure we have this. So now you're looking a month ahead of time. That's to me is starting to thrive as a community. You know, you're not just there just, oh, I, I just need one more log on the fire to make it through the night. You know, it's okay. Well, I got four cords of wood, you know, I'm good here for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go back to this, the lone wolf aspect. So mm-hmm. it was, it was you and, and the mutual friend, Ron. Yes. No, you're the mutual friend. I'm sorry. So <laughs> Ron, the mutual friend, Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. what was the, what was the, that lone wolf mentality? Where did, and then, so you were in the lone wolf mentality and then it's like, well, we started needing to, to have other options. When you're in your lone wolf phase, mm-hmm. we'll just call it that, the lone wolf phase, what were you what were you two thinking together? It was just you two against the world. Right. What went into that thought process? So that all <laughs> that started. Um, it was basically how can we fortify the place we had picked out to stay? Okay, well, how long are we going to be able to stay in this situation? And we thought about, okay, well, we're going to have to plant some food here. And this, I mean, we had the whole property laid out as far as, okay, we need to have food over here. We need to grow over here. Maybe we can have some chickens over here. I mean, it was it was pretty in-depth for just a group of, you know, two guys in our little small families. Uh, so... Initially, it was, you know, me and my two kids, you know, but now I'm married. So now I got my wife, Bill. My daughter's moved out now. So, you know, and she's old enough that she's going to be able to make her own decisions, which is great. You know, he had a one that moved out and it was just kind of him and, you know, his gal. Okay, now what? Okay. And it took a little bit. Well, it took a little bit longer for him. He was very dead set against it. Is that just the trusting you wanted? Because yeah. if you're going to change the dynamic that you two have with mm-hmm. your both your families, now you're going to let somebody else in who might know your weapon stock, mm-hmm. your food preparation, your medical preparation, all of that other stuff that you guys are, are set up for. Now you're letting somebody else into that bubble that you have to give trust to that they're not going to whack all of you and just take all of your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it and it took a little bit. Uh, it took uh, quite a few conversations and quite a few months of, you know, him and I really sitting down and being completely honest. You know, we're not in our twenties. What was his? What was what was his draw back against the community aspect? Uh, with, or is that a question I need to with, ask him? No, because he did bring it up. It, it's his his background. Um, coming from a military family, working, you know, in the prison system, there is not a lot of trust with the people you are around, obviously, that are convicted criminals. Mm -hmm. There is no trust. So it took him a little bit to 
figure out that hey, maybe not everybody's bad. <laughs> you know, he spent his lifetime chasing criminals and, you know, and it, it does taint you. Um, but I like to think I helped a little bit with that in that growth and for him to realize that he could trust me and I had his best interests. You know, I had to really prove to him that, you know, him and his family are in my best interest to keep. And I, and we've had certain situations over the years where I think we've both proven that, you know, for each other, which, you know, you and your best friend have been that, that mm-hmm. way as well. I was, I was just going to say, that's a <clears> lot <throat> how Brooks and I are, mm-hmm. where he's obviously living in the town that he is and I'm here. So we got a little different dynamic, but there's nothing I would not do for that guy 100%. or his kids and, and the same thing this way. Yeah. So if I had to trust him with my life, mm-hmm. th- that would be the guy. Right. You know, and, and yeah, there was, there was part of that, you know, I had my military experience in the background and, you know, which wasn't extensive, but it was there, you know, I still have that mindset of, you know, you know, you defend your buddy, you know, you're going to war with your buddy, you know, it's not the politics you're fighting, it's fighting for the guy next to you. So that's what started it. And, uh, you know, just breaking it down and then finally coming to the conclusion of, let's see if we can start a potential community. Let's see if we can start, you know, getting some guys to help us in the areas that him and I are lacking in. So that's what started, you know, the last, I don't know, maybe two, three years of this, of really looking and then, you know. So it was a stability or, or it, no, I'm going to go back to the thriving word. It was the yeah. thriving. The two of you with your wives can only last so long mm-hmm. unless you're you're very well vetted in all of the aspects that a community needs. Then maybe I could see you pulling it off. But if there are gaps in the <laughs> in the pie, then you need to fill those slots with other people. Yeah, and I am. You know, it's come to the conclusion where I'm a firm believer in that that. You know, nobody's going to be able to do this by themselves. I mean, you see stories of, you know, the guy up in Alaska who, you know, lived by himself for 40 years. You know, that's just not reality. I mean, that's great for that guy. I can't do that. I think you've got to be a special. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word special. You've got to be a special individual to be that alone. Mm-hmm. Or and, and I don't think it has to do with being a, afraid of other people. I think it's just you know what it's going to take for you to survive, and you don't really trust anybody else. Yeah. I think a, that that might be it is a trusting factor. Not I, I don't fear anybody. I just I don't I don't trust you. Yeah, and it could be that that's the background he grew up in, where he couldn't trust anybody, and so that's became his normal. Or, you know, whoever it is. That's their normal is, well, I don't know you, so automatically I don't trust you. You know. When it comes to to a community, it was it was just you two versus the world. Then you had the conversation of we're gonna we might allow some people in, but we're gonna heavily vet them. What do you think yes. it takes to make a community? What are you what are you looking for as far as medical gardening cooker search and rescue or search and 
destroy, search, and, you know, looking for, for food. Yeah. Well, and initially between him and I and our, and our, our spouses, um, we had quite a few things covered initially, mm-hmm. which is why I think it took us a little bit longer to develop it. Uh, my job, you know, in background in construction, um, my wife has got an extremely green thumb. You know, grow anything. You're very jealous. <laughs> Believe me, there's times too. I just built. <laughs> I just build the garden beds for her, and next thing you I know, go. I got I got tomatoes and cucumbers coming out of my ears. Um, his security background, and then his ties to uh, the medical field. So, I mean, between us, we had a pretty decent group, which I think is maybe why it took us a little bit longer to kind of start looking out. But the more I got into realizing different jobs and different things that we could definitely potentially need. Then it became a a consequence or not a consequence, but a a looking of maybe not the job skills yet, but who do we trust? And once we've kind of were able to figure out who we could trust, then those skills and the others started to shine. And it was like, okay, well, now we got this, you know, which is a bonus. So I think now we're at that point to where we might be able to start looking for specific things and get even a little more vetting, a little more picky about who we bring into our little community. Was was in the conversation <clears throat> having too many alphas? Or do you want to have a full group of alphas that understand when to back off a little bit to have one leader? And and I don't mean that like in a in a in a masculine sort of way. Where you, I, I mean that in a way like you've got strong men with their own ideas, own opinions, own leadership skills, but they also know. Well, I know he's, you're better at building a house than I am. I'm going to follow you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, let's just, we'll just say hunting. Um, I might be a better hunter than you. You're going to follow me. You understand that role play of, of, the, of allowing who you're going to enter in. But if you have the alpha male who can't take orders, we'll just put it like that. Is that, an, is that something that you're looking to stay away from? Well, and, and what's interesting about that is if you look at it that way, um, I remember a, a conversation that uh, Jordan Peterson and, and Rogan had talked mm-hmm. about. about Great you, podcast. Yeah. That you, I think that's actually what <clears throat> got my link tree taken down from me was <laughs> that episode because I had on um, the doctors before mm-hmm. that he had on that were great, Robert Maloney and I uh, can't remember the other one. But I had them up, and then I put the one with Jordan Peterson up, and they pulled it. Yeah, I lost my link tree. Yeah, so I but, think I think it was it was that one podcast. Yeah, but he had a great point. It's you know you want to you want to find guys that are monsters but have learned how to control it, and that's kind of for me where maybe a spiritual aspect comes in. Real, you know, taking that outside look and realizing I'm not the highest person in the universe there's somebody i'm going to have to answer to for all my decisions down here you know i'm a firm believer in 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 jesus and i will stand by that 
And to me, it it's easier to stay humble knowing that I'm going to have to answer later for my decisions. So I'm kind of looking for that aspect, you know, in a person. But if push came to shove, they, they can be that monster and they can be that monster for my family and for the rest of the community if they have to be. But they they can control it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You want to be a monster in a garden, not a, or you want to be a warrior in a garden, not a not a gardener in a war. Yep, is where is is that saying? Yeah. What are what are the aspects? So I, I mentioned the pie. You got to have your certain quarters of of the community. Mm-hmm. What are the aspects that you're looking for? What what are what are the things that you're looking to fill? As far as jobs or... Yeah, as jobs or that's how you're going to build your community. Like you're, you're, you said your wife's the gardener. She's <laughs> the green thumb. You're the the builder. Ron's security. Yeah. You know, along those aspects. What are those things within a community that you're looking for? Um, as far as like specific jobs, I mean, part of it was medical. You know, we, we needed a doctor, a nurse, you know, an EMT, uh, that type of person, but... Um, I think some people, a vet would also fit into that category very, very well. It's the study of biology. I mean, where there's heart, lungs, breathing, you know, tissues, but they're not afraid to work on animals, which is going to be a source of meat mm-hmm. and food for you. Um, you know, my wife with the the gardening and learning the different seasons and what grows in what particular dirt and what regions is very, very huge. Um, having it, you know, even something, you know, like what I do construction, being able to build different buildings with whatever materials available, being able to have that foresight. Um, so I think, you know, you got your basic ones, and then you start branching out into the smaller sections. You know, it'd be nice to have a seamstress, you know, somebody who can sew, um, a butcher, you know, somebody who has butchered animals that can keep loss of meat down to a m- minute detail. Um, something that doesn't get talked about very much is going to be a teacher of some sort because there's going to be kids everywhere from nursery age up to high school age. You know, you got to have somebody with that mentality of being able to come across passionately and with the importance of the new life that's coming, but also not, you know, being able to keep literacy up. You know, you got to be able to read and um, because believe it or not, there's going to be books you're not going to be able to look up stuff on youtube mm-hmm. you have your phone you don't have your phone in your right. hand there's no google no no alexa so you know i i believe in getting books and i've got quite the library i try to go you know about once every couple months and if i'm in a store oh yeah there's a new survival book or you know what was the series that you turned me on the lone star the uh, lone star series was was a really good series um, I read part of that. I'm still kind of through that, uh, that one. Um, but I ended up picking up another series. Ooh. Well, you can keep talking as I look it up because there's another one. I've got another guy turned on to, he was asking me what different books. And I said, well, what are you interested in? And, um, he came up with, you know, well, I read this 
you know, day after tomorrow. Mm. And I was like, really? Well, I hear, and, and, and I know that these, there are books that mm-hmm. are out there. There's two yes. of them. It's a part A or part B, it's part one, part two series, something like that, maybe a three, but it's way better than the movie. The movie was obviously oh, rushed, yeah. but, and I don't know if that's where that came from or which one came first, but I, that book series is better than the movie is what yeah. I've been told. Yeah. And to me, all those book series, I, I can see myself in them better than if I'm watching, you know, The Walking Dead, which is a a good show. I mean, it kind of gives you a rough idea. Uh, it's the uh, Coming Home series. That's the one that uh, Ron had turned me on to, and it was like, I think, a 12-book series. He just came out with a 13-book. Oh, wow. Book. Oh, wow. And I pretty much read at least four of those books in the first week. Oh, wow. That interesting. <laughs> I, was, I was completely wrapped up, and it kind of brought... More of a convincing light of what I'm trying to do. And it made me feel like, you know what? I am on the right path. I am going the the right direction. You know, heaven forbid anything ever does happen. But if it does, I I truly believe that what I've kind of started, <laughs> me, what we've kind of started and everything else is, is going to be better. How are you when you're reading books? Like I'm, I'm a squirrel. Like I'll have a book in front of me. Like I'm, I'm fucking excited to read this book. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through page one, bam, halfway through page two. Man, what's the dishwasher? Did I load the dishwasher? <laughs> dishwasher. Oh, hang on. Okay. I'm going to continue reading page two. Boom. Laundry. Was there, how long has that load been in the washer? Oh man, I better go down and look. Cause uh, now I can't stop thinking about what's in the laundry right. or what had happened yesterday at the football game or whatever my mind just starts shooting out or I'm reading something, a certain sentence or a paragraph within the story. And then I can relate to it. And then I go back to Mm -hmm. back to the future. And, and I play out what happened to me in that situation. And then I'm like, well, what did I just read? Cause I'm still reading. Right. Yeah. Now it's like, um, I've lost (laughs) it. Now I got to go back and start over at the, at the beginning of the page. Yeah. For me, I I started doing a lot of the audio books. Cause I, drive anywhere from half an hour to an hour and a half to whatever job site I'm on. Um, so I'll, you know, I can get pretty distracted listening to a, you know, a podcast, which, you know, listen to little extra, little Lam- extra Lambo <laughs> that, or, you know, a book series. And I, I try to put myself in potentially the, the antagonist role you know, the, the league character. Okay. Well, he just had this whole situation, you know, and I try to analyze it. Is that what I would have done? Should I have done this? Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, he should have done this. You know, I will stop at each chapter and, and kind of replay it in my head. Like that dude was a moron. What is he thinking? (laughs) You know, or I'll be like, I'm a moron. What was I thinking? (laughs) So, and you can take it, you know, when when we're we're having this, I've had conversations about a community before, right. and they're like, "Oh, like The Walking Dead." Mm. Everybody says The Walking Dead because that is it's easy to relate. It's to. easy to relate to because mm-hmm. because it's actual people. It's actually people moving around. They're they're having to go find resources, stuff like that. The 
storyline behind it is is out of reach although i have a friend of mine who is dying for zombies to come and 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 this is this is clint but he's 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 ready now there have been reports that there have been things uncovered in the ice blah 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 will it happen I i doubt that will ever happen knock on wood but it's the the survival aspect that you can pull from a series like the walking dead Obviously, it's Hollywood, and they mm-hmm. can manipulate things, but you can still take the aspect of a group moving into a certain area and then getting to that thriving possibility. Like when they went to the prison, they started a garden. They had animals. They were able to scavenge and then come back. They had a secure location. It was all fenced. They had a community growing there. I should ask, Do you have you watched The Walking Dead? I haven't. I'm not a okay. big. I, I'll be honest. I I do not do good watching movies. I don't sit still very well at all. But you can sit and read a book. I can. Yeah, I do better listening. Listening to, to the book. Okay. Yeah, I can okay. listen better than doing because I've I've done construction enough in my head that most of the time I can go numb about seventy five percent of the time and still be extremely functioning okay (laughs) so my mind can wander a little bit so so basically the the walking dead is the story of in just in the survival aspect we all know what the story was about but in the survival aspect they're they're trying to move their group of people who are all all um ages all different colors ethnicities eth god damn can't talk today ethnicis eth they're people that are different (laughs) Uh, whatever yeah and and they're moving into these spots trying to get what they can what resources resources they can in the different areas they are trying to build that community Mm -hmm. but my next thing that i have on here is is playing the role so you have their their main guy who was the the sheriff a born leader knows how to use the other people that are around him knows who the carpenters are knows who the gardeners are knows who the seamstresses are knows the teachers the hunters the gatherers all that stuff and it's just getting the most out of them but i think in a in a in a community aspect like we're dealing with today having that loyalty and trust as a factor but guys also who can be really good at this but we already have a guy that can be really good at that as well, where you might know more about water distribution and, and filtration than somebody else does. So you're going to move yourself away from that and do the water filtration mm-hmm. where he, he might work in collaboration with you on building a whole water filtration system. Yeah. Playing the role, I think you need to let your ego go, like mm-hmm. we had talked about. Is that something that you're looking for of guys who can play the role of what needs to be done? Yeah. So what, what I, how do I say this? So when I started thinking about expanding kind of, once I had my group going, um, I've been thinking a lot of what's the next step? Um, where are we at? How is this even putting in a form of, let's say, government? and kind of rules and regulations maybe a little bit just so everybody's on the same page and what i what i kind of broke down to and what i could see um, from different theories i've read different studying um, it went from everything how in my head how this all works is 
there's going to be a couple different levels depending on the size of your group. Okay. So I didn't want the smallest group humanly possible. Um, for one thing that I, I hate saying this word, but it leads to socialism is probably going to be the best in that case scenario, whether you like it or not. In the aspect of, of just the, you the and small, Ron. Yeah, the very smallest of groups. You got three guys and their kids or spouse. You're going to have one guy who's going to be, hey, everybody needs to do this. Let's do this all together. Well, the problem with that is eventually the one leader is going to be doing nothing, claiming he's doing everything. And it's all going to... I'm holding the group together. Yeah, I'm, (laughs) you know, my name's Elmer and I'm being the glue. It's, I didn't ever want that. Never wanted that. I I despise that thought because I hate the thought that I'm the smartest guy. (laughs) Because I am not. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you're Uh, in the wrong room. Yes. I I tell Uh, my kids that. I tell everybody that. Right. So I quickly wanted that group to be a little bit bigger. Just for the immediate reasons of, I didn't want one guy to become the head mucky muck leader, not taking any opinions from anybody else, you know, under that same vision where, you know, you've got tunnel vision. Everybody thinks the same way. I didn't want that. So what I was looking for was kind of like, and it, it, came, it came to me sitting in church last week, having a group of elders. Well, you have one pastor who, yeah, is maybe the voice, but you have a group of seven, eight guys, you know, five to eight guys. Of They all have different things. They have to sit down and come up with the plan that's going to be best for everybody. Kind of like a council of, yeah. of minds. or Yeah, you know, and if all that same group has, you know, the mindset of, hey, I'm not the small, smartest one here, but... Have we thought of this? Have we thought of that? You know, and get a dialogue going where it's easy to talk to somebody and you're not going to get offended. That's the worst thing that frustrates me with this world is everybody is so stinking offended. It's, you know, you have to take criticism. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy in my industry, industry to take criticism and be okay with it. Because if you're doing something like construction... If you're getting yelled at, there's a reason why. Probably because you're using something that could kill you. I'm not here to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm here to save your life so you can go home and be with your family. That's my job, is to make sure that you're okay. And if I have to yell at you to get you to stop doing whatever stupid thing you're doing, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. And you can call <laughs> HR, and he was mean to me. And I will say, yes, I was mean to him, but he's alive. And it's, and it's in, in that aspect as well, but it's also in the, you might see things a certain way. Let's Mm. just take building a house. You've built houses, apartment buildings, whatever. I've, I'm just going to say I've built a house, Mm -hmm. but not in the aspect of you. I know that going in, but let's just say you don't know me. Mm -hmm. And I just say, well, I've built houses before. Oh, Okay, but we're going to do it like this when I can give some input of, of how I've done it. Maybe I did it a different way. Or you might have built houses in the Northwest. I built it down in Mississippi, and there's yeah. a different way of building houses down there. Mm-hmm. Maybe So you've got to be allowed that 
fluctuation, the, 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 the open-mindedness of allowing somebody else's opinion, not to second-guess you, but just a different eyes on the situation. Yeah, and you got to be able to justify it, too. You know, um, you can definitely say, you know, yeah, hey, I built this in, in Arizona. We built this way. Well, that's great. Did you have a snow load? <laughs> yeah, and, and it would take uh, that right there. You know, okay, well, you know, I up here. Okay, well, why do you have higher ceilings down south? You know, hot air rises, so it's cooler. You know, different things where, you know, we're using construction as mm-hmm. an example. It could be absolutely anything. Um, so that's kind of where it started to go, and now I'm kind of looking at, um, in my head, I kind of get a little ways out there and you know okay so what happens now if our group gets established you know something happens boom world stops we've got our group we're kicking ass you know we're doing good we've we've now we're starting to barter now our little community's getting a little bit bigger you know hey maybe we've gotten you know the outskirts of maybe with families and kids, we're now at 50 people. So now what's that look like? Because now that little group of elders might not see everybody's opinion. Mm-hmm. So in my head, okay, well, what's the next step? And to me, the process that has worked is our form of government we've had now. You're going to need a sheriff because somebody's going to do something stupid and there's got to be some moral laws you know, that you're just not going to cross, you know, well, he stole from me. Okay. Well, you can't kill everybody. So you're going to need a judge now. <laughs> hang know? him, hang yeah. him, hang him. You know, there, there's got to be some level of something. So at that point, now you're, you're electing people to represent maybe your block, you know, Hey, we got six trailers on this block, you know, let's have them have one, one or two representatives to speak for them. Going back to the original government that this exactly. country needs to desperately go back to. Exactly. And to me, that's that's how I see that going. But, you know, my mind... Sometimes Have you thought wonders. about how big a group should be? Or mm. do you think a group can get too big? Oh, it, it, a group can get too big. Too big. And I, I think we're seeing that... Um, even with our own government, I think they've, they've overreached and they've gotten too big. And, uh, you know, when, when that happens, now you're hindering people's way of life. Um, so, yeah, you could get too big. Um, as long as your growth of your group potentially is not corrupted, I don't, I don't know how big you can get, but I, I think there is at some point you know, especially maybe in the years ahead, it could get too big. But I think just having a small group right now for your initial thought is just going to be way easier. Because if you're going in thinking, hey, I'm going to save the whole town of Seattle. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, whatever size it is. Um, I, th- I think you need to have, it, it comes down to you have to have the core group of individuals in your group on the same page that's going to start it and that's going to determine if you're going to get to that next level or not of thriving 
and not just surviving. Tony, the next thing I'm going to ask you is about walkers. No, not those walkers. I'm going to talk about the people who walk in from the outside into your already established community and how you handle that process. But first, I want to bring up Mr. Freedom Sticks, Survive with the Basics Virtual Workshop. This is a great workshop that will help you establish your emergency action plan. It'll help you set up what you need to be prepared for if a natural disaster happens, if shit hits the fan, if whatever scenario comes up. It is through Eventbrite, so click on my link tree, and you can click on the Eventbrite tab or the Mr. Freedom Sticks tab that is right there at the very top, or else go to Eventbrite, search up Survive with the Basics Virtual Workshop, and you can get a three-hour course on how to survive the, with the basics. It is a great course. Nothing but rave reviews about it. Mr. Freedom Stick does a great job, and you will be very happy with how, what you learn for this event. Survive with the basics virtual workshop. So you have your, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Walking Dead in this in mm-hmm. the the survival aspect. You've got your community set up. You've got your township or your 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 community. You have a straggler that comes in. You don't know who they are. Number one, you're not trusting. Mm-hmm. But what is your is your vetting process going to be the same as it was when it was just the lone wolf the duo of Batman and Robin to now allowing people to come into your guys' circle? Or does that vetting process change when this drifter is walking through, looks like they haven't eaten in days, or they're you, you're trying to decipher if they're out scavenging or they're taking your intel back to their group. Mm-hmm. Do you have a vetting process for that? There, there's probably going to be. It's probably going to start with a gut reaction initially. You know, if you got a straggler coming in and they're only wanting to kind of hang around where your small children are, that's that's a big no no in my opinion. You know, if they're only going around kind of where the most vulnerable of your group is, that's not going to be okay Um, to me. I mean, if somebody came in and immediately was like, hey, who can we talk to? This is what I'm looking for. I'm just going through. Okay. You know, there's got to be an open line communication on their end. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to be, to me, they're going to be ostracized right off the bat. You know, you don't. I have a hard time with people coming in and picking out kind of the weaker of the communities, the weaker of the groups, because that's where dissension can come in. Because if somebody's not strong, either mentally or physically, they're going to be more easily corrupted than the leaders or the stronger elders or whatever you want to call them of that group is. Because they're going to have more thought of what the scenario is going to be. And they're going to have a better gut reaction, honestly. Does that make, mm-hmm. any, <laughs> yep. make any sense? What if, so <clears throat> what if he is just gathering? So he's just lo- lots of questions, lots mm-hmm. of questions. Does that give you, you're either going to determine, is he just trying to fit in? So he's trying to see where he fits in? Or is he gaining intel? Yeah, a, a lot of questions would concern me, especially right off the bat. Um, I'm not the most outgoing person. Um, most people that know me, I, I'm kind of an introvert a little bit. 
with extrovert personality. I was just going to say that. Yes. <laughs> so if that makes any sense, yeah. I, I, you, you're a guy that would rather be in his garage working on something in his garage. Right. But if you're dumped in the middle of a craft fair mm-hmm. or the middle of a, of a, a, a state fair, you're going to make friends all over the place. Yeah. So it's, you're, you're the combination of the both. It's a good description. Yeah. So it's, you know, personally, I'm very sheltered. I don't try to tell a lot of people what my uh, political opinions are, unless I know you, you know, or what my aspirations are or anything like that. But if you're looking to have a good time, I'll, I'll crack jokes with you. I'll make fun and we'll have a good time. You're, Probably not going to know me more than the crust <laughs> level, <laughs> you know, unless you want to have an uh, an honest conversation. And to me, an honest conversation starts one on one. You want to be a part of a group that I'm with, then you better be able to have a conversation with that person that you're close to and let them help speak for you to the, that group. If that makes, mm-hmm. I think so. within within a group, and I and I and I am going to go back to when I was in college. I was the team asshole because other people would try to come in and throw their weight around with the team, or they would start picking on the team, the other guys on the team, the weaker guys on the mm-hmm. team, whatever. I was right there to shut that shit down. So you, I think in a community, you kind of need that. You're going to have, let's just say it's you, you're the, you're the grand poobah. So you're going to go out and you're going to talk to this guy that's drifting in, but I'm watching yeah, from a distance. I'm watching, I'm watching the body language. I'm, I, I kind of know your communication back and forth. I kind of know what you're going to say. I kind of know the lines that you're going to use mm-hmm. and kind of how that conversation is going to go. And I'm going to read his body language. I think in that situation, then you'd come back to me and say, what do you, what did you see? Yeah, what did you see? Yeah. Knowing that also two other guys have been watching that conversation through a scope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and analyzing I mean, everything. It, it, that's just what it's going to, I think it's going to be. But you're 100% right. I mean. I, I believe actions over words. Mm-hmm. You're hearing all the words. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of listening to the words where you might miss something where I'm watching complete actions. I can't hear the words, but right. I think that's that's a good part to have of somebody just kind of watching over mm-hmm. through this through a scope like you yeah. were saying yeah and it's gonna be you know that trust is because we've built that trust we've made our little community better and if it's if it's good enough to where people are wanting to be a part of it that's a good thing but it also can be a bad thing because people could want to take it exactly especially so. if you are thriving yeah, there's we've got we've got animals that are growing. We've got gardens that are growing. Our our children don't look like they're starving, mm-hmm. but then you've got this other group where they're they look hungry. Yeah. Do we have enough food to help them out, or do we have enough space to bring them in? Which is a conversation that could be had, mm-hmm. or is it they're just not wanting us there? They just want what we have, and they're going to take it. That's kind of the the line at which you need to decipher if. The world breaks down. Yeah. If that world breaks down, then you're going to have to have a group of individuals that have the wherewithal and 
the street knowledge to understand what is going on and a special set of skills. (laughs) Yeah. You got to be able to trust your gut instinct. You really do. And if you're book smart, that's great. There's a spot for you, but vetting people is not one of them. (laughs) What, what is in the thriving aspect when you are vetting somebody, you are in, in the thriving, I'm going to analyze you and find out what do you offer to our group? What if he knows of other people? Are we trying to grow our group? And I'm, I'm theory at it. God dang, I cannot talk today. <laughs> Theoretically, in this situation, if we're in the same group together, mm-hmm. are, are, are you now trying to recruit other people to come into your group? If you've got a good thing, you are thriving. We want to bring more people in. Or at some point you go, we're good with what we have. Unless they are legit, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, God is telling you this guy needs help. Mm-hmm. Then, then I think you bring them in and if they want to stay, they can stay. If they want to go, they can go, but we're not trying to bring more people in to fill holes that we have. Right. And, and that's just going to come down to, to be brutally honest. How much food and water do you have? You've got to have the I supplies mean, yourself. If you do not have the supplies to take on any more people, it's going to take somebody with a, said on them to just look at them and say sorry we're good we don't have enough for you you need to move on you need to find a place that can help do what you're doing now if we're you know having overabundance of food our water situation's really good hey you know we could really use a blacksmith just throwing it out there Mm -hmm. you know guy happens to be coming up and he's you know hey i'm selling these knives that i've just made Oh, really? How'd you make them? You know? Oh, I did this, and, you know, I was able to, you know, make a fire hot enough, and I got some metal and pounded a bunch of stuff together. Oh, really? You know, tell me more about this. Mm-hmm. You want, you hungry? Now, you want a dinner? Yeah. Come, come to the table. Let's hey, talk. Let's, let's offer, you know, could you use a meal? Hey, you know, I'm really curious. I want to learn about this. You know, do you have time if I give you a meal, you know, or let you sleep here for the night? You know, we got guys that can watch. So you can get a good night's sleep. You know, how important is that going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we got, we've got security here. You can sleep without one eye open. You know, that's going to be a big thing too. I, it's <laughs> just the, the level of understanding. And, of course, right. again, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, this is after everything breaks apart. Yes. This is after, you know, let's just say an EMP hits. We, we, we had the balloons overhead. They, the one that was over Montana was at 60,000 yep, feet, 60, which feet. is the height that an EMP needs to cause the most damage. Mm-hmm. Is, is it, again, and then it goes back to me like what I asked my, my buddy at work. Can you believe it to happen? It's mm-hmm. not do you believe that that's what's going to happen. Could you see that happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm already bought All into right. the fact that, if even if we do, and then you tie in our government buying, you know, sending millions of dollars to Taiwan for the computer chips, to me, and I've already done a podcast on this as well. To me, that kind of leads me to where what is going to happen in this country. We are going to have an EMP of some sort to try to rein in the people. So you know, and as much as we depend upon these devices, this the studio coming have the computers, <laughs> the tablets, the the our phones, our cars, everything electronic civilization when that emp hits is going to crumble in three days yeah 
It might be two, but I'm saying three is a benefit of the doubt. Right. Three days, and people are going to lose their minds. Yeah, literally lose their Literally mind. lose their minds because they're not going to know what to do. No, you have a whole generation. I mean, you, you've seen clips of classrooms where the teacher takes the cell phone from the kids, and they mentally just lose it. Mm-hmm. Because this is their this is their blanket. Yeah. This is their blankie. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. How are you going to handle that? You're gonna have to have somebody that's gonna be able to, you know, try to relate. You're gonna have to have some kind of distractions. You're gonna have to have somebody who can, good lord, provide entertainment. Can somebody play a guitar here? Can mm-hmm. <laughs> you know something? And yeah, I think that anything. that's why this conversation needs to be had with people of setting up. Even just a small community, but then it's allowing, yeah. it's having that in place for a government, like you had said. And then how do we how do we get to the stability and thriving? We all have um, food pantries. We're not going to be able to take it all with us if we do have to leave. Nope. When you you're you're starting out, and I don't I don't know your situation that you have, but mm-hmm. when you're starting out, I know I have, and I've talked about it on the show before. I have my situation set up to where I'm depending on how many kids I have with me at the time. Yeah. I want to finish that. I'm, (laughs) I am four to six months set up. Mm -hmm. I I have enough. And when it comes to now people are going to start knocking on my door because I have mentioned this on the podcast, if people come knocking on my door and you look like you're doing good, you're not coming into my house. Mm -hmm. I have no problem. If you start then attacking me, attacking my children, I have no problem defending my what i what i have and that's the mindset you have is that is that morally right in today no it's not because we have an abundance of grocery stores and water and all that stuff but when it comes to i don't know where i'm going to get my next month of food is at, and you're trying to take that from me my children aren't going to eat next month now you don't matter yep that's where the asshole has to come from it's got to and you have to have people in your group. If you are not of that mindset, you have to surround yourself with people that are able to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. They don't have it right now, but they're able to have it. And that comes back to that. You've got to be a monster. Correct. But you have to be able to control it. And this conversation has to be <clears throat> done before. It can't be, yeah. boom, EMP hits. All right, now what do we do? Right. Hey, neighbor. So, how are you doing? Right. And that you can't have that conversation then. It needs to be done now. Right. And to that that very fact of the neighbor scenario, you know, your neighbors may or may not know what you're doing. And this goes for anybody who's prepared is your neighbors might see, "Hey, that guy, you know, he's got always seems to have like buckets of food he's bringing in with groceries or something like that. You're going to have to be able to have a situation to where your community is able to get together. It's, you know, you can't make a community where you are in LA and your closest partner is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's not feasible. You know, this, this place. Oh, goodness. <laughs> got the dog going you have to have that a a situational setup um, of a meeting place you got to have maps you know alternate routes how to get there 
Um, I, I suggest, you know, even practicing as best as you can. You know, I'm not asking people to go out and, you know, hey, well, we got a spot that's 80 miles away. We're going to pack all of our stuff and walk it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think you need to at least drive the routes and understand. And everybody in your little group understands what to do when you get to your spot, wherever that is. You know, okay, so you get to your spot. Now you have that group of trusted individuals, you know, looking out and making sure no one got to your spot first. Because if you have a stash of food, you have a stash of whatever there, you're going to have to look and make sure that nobody's there. Whether that be waiting two days to where you're, you're watching your own place for two days. Can you do that? You know, can your group of individuals have enough wherewithal to do that? Okay, once you're in. You know, hey, everybody's safe. Well, no, now you got to get security out. So there, there, there comes this plan of, you know, not only do you have your group that you're working on building your, uh, your little, your clan, your group, your whatever you want to call it, but these jobs also, you know what each one does and what they need to be doing. And if one guy's missing, you know, something happened, he got taken out in a different area you're good to go and the next person is able to step up. Well, that can't happen in that two man scenario that me and Ron were Mm -hmm. wanting. Yeah. So you can't cover everything logistically then at that point. No. And that comes into a, 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 your group understanding a bugging out situation or a bugging in situation, depending on where you're at. And which one do you prefer? Mm. Bugging out or bugging in? I prefer, um, now, obviously, you know, that can change. It it, but. it it will definitely change on certain situations. I mean, if it's, you know, maybe an earthquake, something where something uh, you, you're going to have to cross a bridge that could be structurally compromised during a natural disaster, you might want to wait and make sure that bridge is good to go. So you're bugging in mm-hmm. for a couple of days until you know your route's okay. You know, okay. Well, now we're getting to the point to where we need to get to our backup plan. Now you're bugging out. So I, you know, I, it, it, my mindset changes every month. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we are up in the Northwest. Yeah. We do have high winds. High winds knock over trees, mm-hmm. knock down power lines. Um, we have earthquakes. And I, and I use earthquakes loosely, but we do have them. And at some point we might have a big one. Very easily. My premonition has always been volcanoes, mm-hmm. and that has to deal with the earthquake aspect that, you know, plates are starting to move around, and eventually these volcanoes might go off. Yeah. Might. But yeah. it's the situation of just being prepared, mentally prepared for that. And if you have a plan, have two plans. Two yeah. is one, one is none. So, all you know, and and I'm... And, how do I want to say this? Well, look what happens in Turkey right now. Yeah, and I, that was 6, what I was going into. <laughs> so, so what do, you, what do you think of those? Of those, um, I don't know if they were hotel, they were apartment complexes. What did you think of them structurally for that to happen? So, I've only seen a couple pictures. I didn't really get the details under the major clips. You know, that's coming out. Oh, you know, fifteen hundred dead. Now it's six thousand. I mean, it, it, it's 
tough. It's going to be tougher the taller the buildings you have for whatever scenario. Um, a lower center, center of gravity for buildings. I was going to pull up my TikTok because I've got certain videos saved because I was going to show you, but those accounts have been killed. I no longer have them, so I can't do it. Right. To me, to me, that that is an old community. So mm-hmm. they and and this is going to lead me into the fifteen minute cities that I'm going to tell you about. Good, because I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> so. So just wait till next. It, I'm not even going to tell you everything. Just wait okay. till next week. Okay. But, but uh, I'll 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 fill you in on 15 minute cities. But those those apartments, we'll just call them apartments. It looked like they were two stories high to begin with, and because of their living situation, the area that they're in, it, ge- geographically, geologically, they had to go up. Mm-hmm. So now you've got an apartment complex set up for a bottom story or a lower story and an upper story. And that's it. That's all that's structured for. Well, now we're going to add a third level. Now we're going to add a fourth level, fifth level, sixth level. That bottom level is only prepared for one other level. And now you've got five more on top of it to me. And, and this is what I saw. And, and there's videos all over the place is when everything started doing this, you could see this bottom level doing this going oh shit it looked like a deer on ice mm-hmm. and then it just started pummeling within themselves yeah well and it's going to come from an older civil uh civilization i guess of some sort um you know the good the good thing there's good things and bad things about um the u.s as far as buildings um go because that's what i know um we have very high standards. Um, there's so many codes and everything's broken down into, you know, what would happen on, you know, well, you got to have this seismic and you got to have that seismic. You get these other countries that are, you know, trying to develop their own infrastructure. They're going to take some shorter cuts, <laughs> short mm-hmm. cuts, sorry. Um, and build things faster with less regulations. You know, that's what's kind of happening with, you see, you know, typhoons in the Philippines, you know. Well, you know, they're trying to build their economy. Well, if you're trying to build it so fast, you're going to slack in other areas. You're running out of resources yeah. that are provided for you. Right. You know, that's why you see all these devastations around the world. How many times do you see a giant earthquake has toppled an entire city? You know, what the Golden Gate Bridge when that earthquake? Yeah, you it had the Oakland, even San fall. Francisco. It you know the bridge didn't really even fall. No, it was but, sure swaying though. Oh, it was swaying. You know, my dad was actually down there. Oh, really? He during was the in World Oakland Series? during the World Series when they had the earthquake. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that difference now. Say that same earthquake happened, you know, uh, in Beijing. Beijing, Brazil, Peru. Right. Those buildings were going to fall because they're just built to a different code, if a code at all. Yeah, if a code at all. I was, and I'm mentally, I'm just seeing pallet houses. Mm-hmm. Pallet houses with two by fours and blankets and whatever else on top, just to create a room, and then they build off of that. Yeah, 
I mean, it's the, it's the Pinterest house. Everything is built of, <laughs> Pinterest uh, house. <laughs> you know, hey, I got six pallets. What can I do? Well, you can build a two-story home. Okay. That sounds like me growing up. I used to build forts out of pallets and yeah. two-by-fours and little sheets of plywood when it was like $5 for a plywood. Right. So that's how we used to build our, our forts that me and my brother would play in and play guns in and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we so, built I lots mean, of forts. Yeah, they're, they're, there's definitely good things, and and there's times where it's like, oh, I wish this was a little more laxed, but, you know, oh, we could have been done with this job a month sooner if, well, okay, I kind of get it. You mm-hmm. know? So you just kind of roll with the punches a little bit. but So, so within the 15-minute city mm-hmm. aspect, everything has a centralized point. And you can only go by walking or riding a bike, which is about a three-mile ride. Your radius is three miles. You can only go in this, stay in your little quadrant. And Mm -hmm. and you're going to hear all about that next Friday. Okay. Of why that is and how they're going to do that. But the basic schematics of a 15-minute city is 15 minutes from your home, you can walk to the grocery store. You can walk to the school. You can walk to your job. You can walk to whoever else lives within your quadrant, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't get to go anywhere else. You don't get to drive in these plans. And I'm and I'm and Ottawa. No, no, no I'm sorry. It wasn't Ottawa. It was um, it was Oxford, Oxfordshire, England. They jumped out ahead of this because this is a legitimate Oxfordshire, England is a legitimate 15 minute city. Mm-hmm. They are the, the just <clears throat> like, just like the vaccine was a test They're the, not a test, but it was the, this is a approved. This is done. Now we know it's an experiment. Basically the, the 15 minute city, this is what they are doing. And they're telling everybody, no, it's just a test. We're just, we're just seeing how this works. So that way we can collect data in air quotes. It is a legit 15-minute city, and I'll go into that next Friday. But they have Edmonton, Ottawa. They're already conditioned to be. Vancouver, B.C. is already conditioned to be a 15-minute city. Okay. So you can only walk or ride a bike or public transportation. You are not allowed to own a car. Now, they will say you can have an electric car. Mm-hmm. But you're only allowed so much electricity in this 15 mini minute city. So are you now going to give up your running your fridge, your AC for whatever allotment you get, or are you going to charge that car? Mm-hmm. They've eliminated you needing that car. So all of that makes complete sense. And I'll tell you why. So I think you might be onto something, but it's not called a 15 minute city right now here in the u.s so where we're at say an apartment complex an apartment complex gets built what are the requirements for an apartment building to get a permit to build in a specific location you have to be within walking distance of a grocery store and medical most of them within a school system of some sort. So this 15-minute city, and I hadn't heard of this until I came in, 
is kind of already potentially starting. I, I think when it comes to urban development, that yes. it is already... So that's a requirement. The steps for, are there. Because it does make sense. Not it, everybody it, has the ability to drive. No. So, so it, it does have, make sense. Yeah. So that's part of the requirement for for getting building permits for these apartment complexes. So those are your main cities, and this I'll have later what he's looking at, but mm-hmm. those are your top 25 cities right now within the United States that they are being looked at as 15-minute cities. But you go to a city like Spokane, you know, where the, you know, are you familiar where the old Hooters was at? Oh, yeah. So they've got a hospital there. They've got. Yeah, they put up a medical m- facility. Massive apartment buildings over there. There's so many apartment buildings over there. The one thing that's missing, though, is a grocery store. Well, I guess you have the Walmart that's in the area. There is a Walmart in that area. There are uh, gas stations being also. Quick Marts. So you can be labeled as a gas station and a Quick Mart because you're providing food also with toiletries, um, hygiene products. So there is. It might not be at the same price as you get at the Walmart, but at least it's available to you. Right. And there's schools in that area. Mm -hmm. So you're already hitting the markers just by these apartments going up. So what's, what's the difference is? Is you're just calling it a 15 minute city? It's a yeah. I mean that's what that's what <laughs> you're already there. That yeah. That's what this Oxfordshire mm-hmm. England they are they are they want to be the leader. Yeah, the first so one. You're already there, except for your transportation. Mm-hmm. You're able to go have a job somewhere else because I believe in that area there isn't as many job opportunities because there are quite a few apartments in that mm-hmm. area. Correct. So at that point, you know, what do you do? You build different hubs for different things. Well, let's say you build a hub for Amazon. That would that which is out there. There is. Which in in this a, certain situation it, it is, is it is out there, but, but ironically this is just how this scenario yeah, just Yeah. But set is up. it ironic though? Is it we coincidence? It could be. Or were they planning ahead? Or, or does it make sense? Now, the idea of a 15-minute city does make sense. Because mm-hmm. how many motherfuckers do you know that live in Coeur d'Alene that drive to Spokane? Or they live in Spokane and they drive to Coeur d'Alene? Yeah. Does that make sense? When you could just live in that city that you're at instead of crossing back and forth. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're separating the people again. You're separating the people again. You're not ca- You're not calling them black and white. Yeah. No, you're Coeur d'Alene, you're Spokane. Yeah, you're you're putting another label on a group of people to keep the masses arguing over who's better. Well, it's and, the and, freedom to do so. Right. And in a 15-minute city, uh, it, when it, if it all plays out, and when I go through Oxfordshire, England, you're going to understand why I understand why it's not, why it is going to play out this way. You're in the Hunger Games at that point because you're not allowed to leave. Unless your social credit score, which we know is going on in China, that's the mm-hmm. only way you're going to be able to leave. Yeah. And when I tell you what's going on in Oxfordshire, England, did I say that right? Ox- Oxfordshire, England, you're going to go, holy shit. <laughs> Trust me on this. But <laughs> but that is, I mean, so uh, you already know what a 15-minute city is because you're... Well, yeah, in a roundabout without, way. You know. Not knowing the name that was on it. Right. So... So, but 
so let's go let's go just past that. What if it is a hunger game situation? You don't want your community that you have in this. Right. You want to be on your own at that point because you're not you're not able to be free and move around. You're going to have to start something somewhere else. No, because then then you are being provided for and once you are being provided for, you no longer have the the thought process of doing things for yourself because you're not allowed to which we kind of have now with our food stamp our government money with everybody getting a cell phone mm-hmm. all of those decisions they're made for you you don't have to work for them yeah they're just given to you and if you can live off of what's already being given to you you have no freedom yep. because now if the government tells you i need this done and mm-hmm. they say or we're going to take that away from you and you're going to lose your lifestyle now they're telling you what you can and can't right. do. You have no freedom. And now that you've been in that scenario, you don't know how to grow food. You don't know how to raise livestock. You do not know how to have a trade to fall back on. Do you think in the beginning of COVID, <clears throat> when all of the Home Depots and Lowe's and your other stores that had seeds pulled all of them off the shelf because they didn't want you learning while you're stuck at home they didn't want you learning how to garden. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I worked through it. Uh, I, I, um, I did as well. I and, did as well. But and I do know said, that Home Depot's pulled all of the seeds. You couldn't go get seeds. Yeah, I guess I never really looked back in that, that garden area because most of the stuff I had to get was building materials. Mm-hmm. I'm already prepared on the seeds. Correct. <laughs> so I it, it didn't hit me as looking for them or anything like that. So Correct. And you couldn't so they weren't available the the a lot of them weren't available on like Amazon. You had your potatoes and and I'm trying to think back cuz probably your basics. Your, your basics. Pota- potato, carrot, it. tomato because you don't want to shock people. Yeah. You don't want to go you don't want to pull them all. Mm. because then they're going to go, all right, well, what's up? Well, we have your potatoes, onions, tomatoes, lettuce. Those are your four basics. Mm -hmm. We don't have the peppers. We don't have whatever, whatever else. Yeah. But it's the idea of, well, we're going to pull back enough, but we're going to leave the, leave these essentials or, or just what everybody knows is out there without scaring everybody off to make them think that something is going on. Right. But if you're stuck at home, you can only binge watch Netflix for so long. You have to do something else. And if you're at home, you know you can't get to the store because you don't want to catch the vid. So what's your other option for food? You know you have to grow it. So they eliminated the seeds. You did not develop that while you were sitting at home. Yeah. I think, my opinion. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, luckily we have the seeds now so people can learn and hopefully people have taken i'm still trying to learn and i have the seeds and i kill everything (laughs) i know i i I did i did send you that text of my tomato plants this last year yeah oh good lord i had them coming out of my ears however (laughs) you know thanks to my amazing wife that i don't deserve but somehow i got somehow Somehow. God was looking over your shoulder. <laughs> Finally said, this poor sap isn't going to make it, man. <laughs> oh, we got we to gotta put an angel in this one. He's going to 
he's going to hurt somebody. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to bring up is the geographically, where is the best spot to create a community or to establish a community, kind of the features you're looking for. But first, I think we should have this conversation at Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, downtown Spokane. Go say hello to Jacob and the staff. Get the coldest beer in town. Get the best mixed drinks that you can find, as well as those jello shots and don't forget the cauliflower bites. Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife, downtown Spokane. In so. the in the community, <laughs> if 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 we're moving away from where we're at, what are what are you looking for to start your community? What geographically, what are you looking for? I think geographically would be um, something seasonally that you you know seasonally you can grow food. I think that's going to be a, a priority um, is you got to understand wherever you're going to be picking, there are natural plants that thrive in those environments. You have to learn where you're at. If you are in Arizona, you got to know, you know, you better know your citrus fruits and how to grow them. You know, if you're in the Northwest where there's four distinct seasons, you you got to know, you know, all right, I got three months to grow this particular uh, vegetable that I want. You know, if you're in Georgia, you, you better learn to like peaches, bud. Peaches. <laughs> it's that situation. I, I think you need to know the region that you're in, do as much research as possibly of... Knowing your vegetation, knowing if you have wild berries that grow there, if you have plants that that can serve medicinal purposes to, as pain relief, as numbing agents, um, even antibacterial that will help you fight off stuff. Learn your region because that's what they're known for. Learn your regional plants. It's going to be the easiest thing. And I ended up Knowing me and buying books, I got a couple of books. So if I lose what are, this, what are some like I've got Old World written down already? That's the book where it had all the old wives' tales. I mm-hmm. believe that's what it's called. Old World. I think it's old. I think it's Old World. Yeah, something like that. Um, what's really good is like Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's. They sell regional books depending on what region you're at. Um, that would be a great place to start. Me personally. Um, the next thing you, you got to figure out is uh, probably your livestock stuff that's easy to continuous supply of food. So, say your chickens, your ducks that you can eat their eggs. Um, you know, it's something that you have a, a single chicken, you can get three, four eggs, you know, a week or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how are you going to keep those alive? You know, what is the requirement for um, the winter, the summer? What do they need? How do you take care of them? What are the predators around? Not just people, but now you're also competing with other predatory animals. Yeah, you're going to have coyotes, mountain lions, bears, cougars. And that's just where we're at. (laughs) You know, we don't have a whole lot of snakes. Mm Mm-hmm. But you have snakes in other places. Snakes, spiders. You know, gators down south. Mm -hmm. You know, 
So you're going to have to know how to handle predatory animals. You're going to have to be okay of, you know, oh, I don't want to hunt because I don't want to hurt, you know, this particular animal. Well, that particular animal might kill all your livestock, all your garden. You know, if you can't shoot a gopher and he's eating all your cabbage, <laughs> you're going to have to suck it up at some point. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know. I say get your group, get your community. Once, you, once you've built that trust and you've, you know, you've grown your group, everything is, you have a plan, now learn that region. Learn everything about it. Learn, you know, with everything within a 50-mile radius. Where, where's a water supply? I'm lucky enough to be around where there's a lot of water and a lot of lakes. That's not terribly far from each other. Well, you're not going to have that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And the knowledge of filtration. Yeah. Because you're not going to want to go out there, stick your cup in, and start no. drinking it. Nope. You're just like, oh, it smells funny, but it tastes great. Mm. It's a nice little twinge <laughs> to ne- it. Yeah, next thing you know, you wake up the next morning and you're blind. <laughs> you know, it, it's not the greatest scenario. But you got to know your region. you got to know your area. you got to know, you know... The best way to protect it, you know, from unwanted guests. And you can put people in that group and you can put animals in that group. You know, okay, what's going to be the best way to protect our areas? You know, do we need to set up roadblocks with gabions? Yeah, fortifying it from others. You know, do I need to build 12-foot fences so the deer don't eat it? You know, there's so much to think about. And knowing my mindset, it almost makes me feel better knowing that I'm thinking about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a buddy one time, he was asking me, oh, you know, yeah, he kind of figured it out. I was a little looser with my (laughs) sharing quite a few years ago. And he's like, well, you know, yeah, I've kind of set up this and I've kind of set up that, you know. And I was like, okay, well, you know, the power goes out. Oh, yeah, I've thought about everything that the power goes out. I go, oh, yeah, the power, like, even in the dams? What if a dam is stopped at a certain level? Okay. Well, it's just sitting there then. It ain't running. Uh, yeah. Okay, well. Unless the safety doors open, which you could get very technical, but I understand could. where you're going. Yeah, okay. Well, is that, you know, reservoir going to overfill from the snow in the spring? Or, you know. Yeah. Are you going to flood downstream? Well, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's stuff you better start thinking about if you're, you know, all big and bad and you know all, all these scenarios. He's mm-hmm. like, well, I never thought of that. Like, eh. that's the I, stuff I, I know think that about. I can relate to that situation um, with my family being in the trucking industry. My dad would always go out and help, try to help other drivers. But because that driver already knew everything, he didn't need my dad's help. So he's like, clearly, whatever he was doing was not right. Hey, I I have some knowledge. I can help you. I know what I'm doing. I've been driving for 15 years. I know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay, dude. Good luck. We'll see you. See you down the road. Yeah. And that's where that sense of humbleness is severely severely lacking. Yeah, very much so. And And I... I try to, you know, we go back to the conversation. I try to talk to other people about just having a plan or 
where to start and all all of that stuff. I mm-hmm. when I'm on TikTok, I create videos of trying to people to meet other people within their areas and and so forth. And I always get the the prepping the food storage questions, and I always point them to the dollar store podcast that I did or just some yeah. other other things. But it's the knowledge of all of this stuff. You can have all the gadgets, you can have all the gear, you can have everything, but it's the knowledge behind it. The dam, what's going to happen when the dam overflows? Well, if I hadn't put any thought into it, then you're living in a floodplain. You're, you're good as gone or everything that you have is now good as gone and you're starting over again. But the knowledge of understanding what is in your area and it's, it's reading books have these books. Don't have it on your phone. Have it in your hand. Yeah. And because let's say something does happen and you remember reading it, but now you can go back and, and, and yeah. brush up again. Yeah. And the nice thing about like my, a lot of my vegetation books, they come with pictures, man. Pictures are great. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what color it is. Oh. You know? Oh, got it. Oh, that's the size it's supposed to be. Right. My, my peppers were about that big. <laughs> Yeah, our, our peppers didn't do the greatest this last year. They were good. They were sweet and tasty, but. I didn't. I, mine were like, I could. Two years ago, they, they exploded, but last oh. year, we she didn't get them. What do you think big. about the chickens? You and I have had a conversation about chickens and building coops and and, yeah. and that, but what about the the chicken feed? Have you have you have you heard about any of that? Chickens chickens not laying eggs because of the feed? Uh it it's yeah, I've I've heard about it. Um I'm lucky enough to have a situation where I do get some farm fresh eggs. They're um, the best. Oh, they're so, so good. good. That I have a hard time buying them at the stores now. So the the whole egg price thing kind of affected me a little bit, but at the same time kind of really didn't. However, I I did hear about, you know, the feed being an issue and now apparently the the eggs are causing strokes or yeah, something. Yeah, eggs are causing strokes. It's so <laughs> bullshit. That's just that, or that's the like scared that. mentality. But, you know, I, I you know, it's knowing in the background that I I read a book once, you know, and I know the that once I do get chickens which is on my radar, mm-hmm. that there are different ways of naturally feeding those chickens, you know, and I was reading a book, you know, and it just stuck in my head of, you know, having soured meat hanging off a tree where flies come, they have their larva, the larva falls down, chickens eat the larva. Oh, smart. But that's part of that whole, I read it in a book what one time. What if the chickens start eating the meat though? Well, that's the thing. You got to make it so they don't. Okay. <laughs> you know. It, so it's, it's just the fly and the bug aspect of, yeah. of the meat. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to have your natural vegetation that, you know, you're not going to eat all the, you know, I'm sure one of your kids isn't going to eat all of his vegetables. Yeah. You're going to toss it out yeah. there. You well, know? that's where, like, I, yeah. got, I got one buddy. Um, they had a bunch of table scraps, so they just threw them out to the chickens. Mm-hmm. They had their, their chickens had been putting out eggs for two months throughout these table scraps. Boom, four eggs in the morning. Yeah. Well, wait a second. What just changed? Well, you threw out a bunch of protein. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now what's going on? You know, so then that's where the feed came in, that the feed was just filler. There was It was all just garbage coming out by whatever major brand. Mm-hmm. So then they, they changed. They went to 
the the country store like we have here, the farmer or the, you know, just a local mercantile mm-hmm. got their feed. Now their chickens are putting eggs out again. Right. It was just changing up that feed to cause a problem. If you want to go down that rabbit yeah, hole, the, the feed was to cause a problem, <laughs> to cause the spike. The, this, this, no, it was because the, the feed is why we're having raising, rising prices in eggs. Mm. Everything is just kind of... It, it gets all muddled. Oh, my goodness. If you're trying to follow everything, and, and that's part of the other community aspect, there's no way that I'm going to remember all this information I've ever learned over the last 10, 15 years. I, <laughs> I have a hard enough time retaining you know, what I had for dinner. Lost more night. than I can remember. However, <laughs> coming back to that community, if I have a group of individuals that have the same mindset as I do, the same values, the same, you know, not maybe not even the same work ethic, but something very similar to my work ethic and how I try to research and do as much as I can and, and help them as much as they're helping me. I mean, that's part of, you know, I want the guys, if, you know, if they listen to this, and I'm sure some of them will, I want them to know that they've helped me as much as, you know, I've tried to help this situation, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm clearly not the smartest fella ever. I know? think that you've got a plan. But, yes, I have a plan. I try to do as much research as I can, when I can, without killing myself and running around saying it's the end of the world. No, I just want to have a plan in case. Yep. Because it makes me sleep better. Yep. Knowing that, okay, well, you know, I happen to be out of town. The power went out in this particular city. Ten minutes, maybe. But the power goes out. All the stoplights. The lights in the entire town. And I went, ha. <laughs> yeah. I got a plan. I know <laughs> what to do. Yep. And then they came on. And a little part of me went, oh, I wanted to see if I really had that plan. You know, now, granted, I'm grateful that the power did come back on yep. and everybody went back to life as normal. But that feeling that I had of, I'm going to be okay, I know what to do, made it way easier to deal with. What is the movie? It's a, it's a, it's about a Marine sniper who has done all of the training. I think it's... Uh, Toby something he he did a he was Spider Man, but he was a Marine a sniper, did all of the training all of the practice all of the prep work to pull the trigger during a mission and mm-hmm. never got to pull the trigger. I he was ready to pull the trigger, mm-hmm. but then it started messing with his mind. In this situation here, you're ready, and you're the the power went out, yeah. and then it. It, the lights came back on. You're like, oh, does there, it, there was does, just that part of me. Is it just a little, little fragment of depression? And you're, and you're, <laughs> does that, does it, well, the power did come on good. Everybody can go back to living their right. life and that trumps your little minute depression <laughs> or. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember texting you at the, that. Yep. That uh, shortly after. And I was like, man, little part of me did get excited. I was like, I, I think it was more of, Am I going to be able to actually test all this stuff that I've been preparing for? And I was like, well, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Well, if this happens, boom. If this, I know where to go. I know how I'm getting here. I know where I'm going. I know how about how long it's going to take me. You know? Okay. Lights come back on. I was like, ah. 
Maybe it was a missed opportunity just to test. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's who's to say that I can't test that on your. And I was just uh, yeah. going to say that. I said, yeah. why? Why you can't you just pick a weekend stop. where? Yeah. Shit, power went out. Yep. You what are we saw. Do? You saw the blast in the sky. No phones. Now what do I do? Yep. You know, it's just you and the family. Okay, what are we? What are we doing? Having that. Having that plan. Mm-hmm. So that might be interesting. You should log that. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Little GoPros. <laughs> Tony's yeah. twenty-four hour, yeah, put on forty-eight the, hour, yeah, a little <laughs> the quest. Last question I have for you, yeah, you going for state legislature or federal government? Are you are, what office are you running for? <laughs> what office? <Yeah. laughs> I uh, I will uh, defer to the group. <laughs> it's a collective at this point. Yep, I defer to the group. Whatever, uh, and I I think my group is pretty much kind of. Uh, we all have our ideas of, you know, how we think this could work best. And, you know, and I hope that uh, we haven't quite gotten there yet, but, you know, we kind of uh, talked about, we've, we've spent some time talking about the initial preps and what it's going to take. And I think everybody's at a great spot of knowing this is what I need next. This is what I'm going to save up for. This is uh I've got extra of this. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. So now that we've survived, you know, here we are. We've made it six months, you know, whatever. Now what? Now what are we going to do, you know? Okay, well, what's the next step? How are we going to make ourselves and our group and our family and our friends benefit and not just be another statistic? I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want there to be me to be able to have a legacy that, well, you know, Tony might have been the biggest moron, but holy crap, he had a plan. <laughs> you know? We lasted three years we lasted actual <laughs> civilization. Yeah. And who, you know, whoever knows however long anything's going to happen. I mm-hmm. mean, apparently we came from nothing to where we're at now. You know, it took multiple generations, but, you know, I think sometimes, you know, the earth might need to be reset, you know, to get get back on course. And if you follow the Bible at all, the Bible has done it twice of getting back on track. And we might be in that situation right now where things got to kind of get totally chaotic. Yep, God's going to hit get, the reboot button. Get back in the straight line. <laughs> so how can we find you? Are you are you on any social medias uh, that you want to promote? Not, uh, writing I, a book? <laughs> I should, man. I've got a <laughs> notebooks. I've got so many notebooks. Well, I was I have but. I have one, two, three, four, five different notebooks plus one in my work vehicle that I have just writing things down on. You're the same way. You have lots of notes oh, and books man. and and that was I remember I remember being I think we had a poker night or something and I re, you were showing me all this stuff and I was like, yeah, I've got all that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looks familiar. That looks familiar. No, um a buddy of mine is has almost got me talking into uh uh starting a YouTube channel. Okay. And uh well, think, when you get that rough I, and running, you yeah. let me know, and I'll promote the shit out of it. Yeah, I think it's mutual friend. As I, oh, I mutual started, friend. I haven't posted a uh, video yet, but ironically, after listening to uh, uh, Ron's podcast with you, it inspired me to become the mutual friend. Okay. 
So, yeah, it was pretty funny. All right. No social medias yet. No book deals nope. yet. No YouTube channel yet. Prepared mutual friend. I just haven't gotten a video yet. See? Okay. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so I'll get there. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I got some property, so I, I think I might uh, start with the small steps of... You know, hey, this is a moron in the woods. Let's well, see what he comes up with. Let's be sure to get together on your um, editing program and cameras yeah, and, I'm gonna and need all help, that stuff. Like I so. said, I, I I know my limits. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm here. I'll help you out. I know I, I have my it. limits as well. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This has been a little extra Lambo. You can find me on TikTok for the two minutes that my accounts are usually up. Facebook, Instagram. Little extra Lambo. It's on both of them. Twitter. Have yourself a good night. Peace. (laughs)